Hello everyone, this is Colin Day, Certified Financial Planner Professional, Correct Capital Wealth Management, and you are here for another edition of Capital Conversations with me today, John, John Deidenstein. He's beating me to the punch. He does that occasionally. If, you, uh, if you're a longtime listener slash viewer, John Deidenstein loves to uh, trick me or scare me into uh, awkward situations like these. So. Um, today we are, uh, actually we're on part three, we're in the last part of our three-part series, our first series of podcasts slash video podcasts, and, and we're finally addressing the final two questions of the six questions that we are uh, hearing from soon-to-be and current retirees. John, how excited are you to wrap this up? I'm very excited. Okay. So, but I hope it's, it's very informative for people, so. Yeah, I, I think so too, and, and we're going to, well, you, you are almost giving away number six, so I'm going <laughs> to, so we're, we're going to address that one in a second. We're going to start with number five uh, first, and that is, when will my investments start heading in the right direction? Um, you know, as I said in a, a presentation that we did the other day regarding this topic, John, I did consult my crystal ball, and unfortunately it came up with nothing. <laughs> because if I knew when things were going to correct themselves, well, or you did, I, I don't think either of us would be doing this job. That's right? correct. So when, when it comes to you know understanding, you know, whether it's the stock market, whether it's the economy, or however you want to judge you know, success or failure uh, in your personal investment accounts, you know, it's important to remember that, hey, we do go through times like these. You know, market recessions, there's that big R word that we're uh, looking forward to going through probably sometime this year, maybe next year, uh, depending on the prognosticator you refer to. You know, we're in a situation where you know things like these happen. These recessions happen every six to seven years on average. And considering that, you know, when we go through an expansion since 2009, practically all the way until COVID, and then very briefly we were in a recession, and then we kind of came out of it, and you know, 2020 ended up being a, a very good year for uh, those that were investing in the market. We have to remind ourselves sometimes that, yeah, sometimes things don't work out the way that we want them to, but if we give ourselves enough space and time, we tend to work out okay. So in this presentation um, that we were talking about, we had talked about you know the 20 worst years of a 60-40 portfolio. So John, if, if I asked you what a 60-40 portfolio is, how would you describe it? A 60-40 portfolio is a portfolio that's 60% is invested in equities or stocks mm -hmm. and 40% is allocated to fixed income generating securities. Right. So Exactly. And, and you know, the reason I, I was referring to this particular portfolio allocation is that this is a very common allocation for retirees. So when we think about the 20 worst years of the 60-40 portfolio, uh, the first place we need to start is 1948, actually. So I don't know if you remember what was going on in 1929, John. Uh, you were you were not born yet, correct? I was not. Oh, no. <laughs> Ouch. So 1929, we have the Great Depression, uh, or at least the beginning of the Great Depression. And a 60-40 portfolio, cumulatively over that 20-year period from 1929 to 1948, performed at a 98.3% cumulative return. So annualized, John, that's 3.4%. So that means that on average, over that time period, going through the, through the swoon of the Great Depression and then coming out the of the ups and side, downs. Yes, so over that 20 year period, it was still positive. It was relatively muted at only 3.4%. Considering what inflation was during that time period, probably didn't keep up with that, but technically from a market perspective, at least it was positive. Whereas if we look at the, the best, worst, 20-year <laughs> period of the 60-40 portfolio, that actually ended in 2019, John. Okay. So we were talking about 2000 to 2019. So if we think about the start of that, you know, we've got 
dot-com bust. We've got, unfortunately, 9-11. We have uh, Iraq War. Then we have the Great Recession. The nice thing, though, John, is that in that worst-performing 20-year period, uh, again, it was the 20th best-worst one, we have a cumulative return of 244%. So that's an average annual return of 6%. So that's actually pretty good. You know, when we think about aiming and targets for retirees, you know, a 6% return is pretty good because if we can think about you know, inflation, how it erodes purchasing power, having a 6% rate of return means we are eking out something on top of inflation. So if you were to hear that, John, that, hey, even in the, the, the 20th best <laughs> worst period for a 60-40 portfolio, would you take 6%? I would take 6%. Um, candidly, uh, again, I'm in this industry. I've been in the retirement plan space for a long period of time. If I put my old defined benefit actuarial hat on, mm -hmm. that was kind of the actuarial set rate of return that mm -hmm. you know a lot of pension plans used. So candidly, it's a it's a it's a good performance. It's good performance over that uh, long period of time where you again take in the dead days uh, and write out the uh, write out the good times and bad times. Put it yeah, that way. Right. And if you think about this, I mean, these are the twenty worst twenty year periods, and you know we move one year out of these periods, and things are not in the bottom, uh, you know, twentieth percentile of the past hundred plus years. Right. So these are the worst, <laughs> which then means that time in the market is going to do better for you than trying to time the market as to when to move in and out. I think that's the, the best lesson here. So John, why don't you take us home? We are finally there. We're at number six. We're number six question, number is, six. what is it? What question am I not asking? Mm. I know, especially retirees, you might be you know, having a lunch with your fellow retirees. You might be playing golf with your fellow retirees. Somebody always has that idea that they're thinking about and you say, oh, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should think about that. Um, and the important thing is, is, I think, let some of that go in one year and let it go out the other <laughs> year. Um, again, you really need to focus on, if you've developed a plan and you kind of focus on it, and keep your context or keep your focus on, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, I've got the three buckets that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, some of it, let it come in and come out. Now, I will tell you, if somebody talks about, you know, four or five years ago, there wasn't a lot of talk about high yield savings accounts uh, because savings at brick and mortar banks, savings rates at brick and mortar banks were higher. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is something that as of late, it is something that's worthwhile for people, and we are seeing some benefit to it. Yeah. So um, I guess let some of it go in and out, but also, you know, just if you think it's a valid point, bring it up to us and see if we can help you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we, um, I can use a, an example from a client, you know, who called in and said, hey, you know, I just had lunch with my friends and one of my friends brought up this uh, type of insurance policy. Colin, why don't I have that insurance policy? Should I, should I have this in my... Uh, my deck of cards, so to speak. And the reality was, is that, oh, okay, well, sure. Yeah, that might be applicable to this particular individual in, in their space. Thinking about their situation, it wasn't necessary. Um, it, it, was a, it was a type of long-term care policy. Uh, we don't have to get into details, but the reality was is that this is a policy that exists and is appropriate for some people, but it's not appropriate for everybody. So I think getting the feedback and then asking professionals within your network the questions, that's the powerful thing. If you've got a question on 
uh, you know, your taxes. You go to your tax professional for them. You don't generally go knock on your neighbor's door, unless they happen to be your CPA, of course, uh, like John, <laughs> and, and ask them that question. So, so it's really important to rely on the professional networks. And yeah, I said this, I think, in the uh, first of the series that we did, you know, when you, you're dealing with pundits, when you're dealing with those people who are you know, getting paid to take you to the next ad break and you're getting all of your financial news just by listening or, or reading things online, well, you know, you got to take everything they say with a grain of salt. It might not be applicable to you. So it's perfectly fine. You know, we want to hear from you. We want to understand your situation and give you the best education possible. So you are more than welcome to always reach out to us and at minimum get our opinion and to see if uh, whatever you've heard lately fits into the picture. Sound fair? Sounds fair. All right. Well, thank you to everybody who listened or watched all three in the series. If you have feedback for us or if you have questions for John or I, we, are, we can be reached at correctcap.com. Feel free to like and subscribe. And uh, for John Beavenstein, thanks again. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. As always, please remember, investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Correct Capital Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Correct Capital Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Correct Capital Wealth Management unless a client service agreement is in place.